Remind me, John, who is Where Nobody Knows Your Name filmed in front of? Nobody, James. You're correct. Hello, and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. I'm John. And I'm James. James, we're, we're dabbling into the final of the series. It's a two-part finale. This, and This is part one. This is part one. Excited? Yeah, it's, it's the showdown. Part ding, one. Ding, ding. Yep. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> so this is uh, the 24th of March, 1983. Indeed it is. And I'm assuming it's directed by Jimmy B. James Burroughs. I'd be disappointed if he decided not to do them. <laughs> you know what? Can't be bothered with the finale. You're on your own, kid. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this one, then? So this was written by uh, the Charles brothers, Glenn and Les. Glenn and Les Charles. They've come back to finish finish the series off. Finish what they started. So how does the beginning of the end start, James? The cold opening. Diane puts the opera on TV. She's been... Classic Diane. You no, know, she's, she's made a note of this in TV Guide. She wants to watch the opera. Everyone else is hesitant to it because they're not as highbrow as Diane. <laughs> they pretend to fall asleep and Diane turns the TV off, you know, in frustration and goes to the pool room. Sam tells them off, tells them it wasn't very nice. So they're like, okay, we'll try again. Put it on for one second and immediately turn it off again. It's not not their bag. It's just something that Diane's expressed quite a lot. Uh, she tries to conform to the bar and she's tried really hard to fit in and understand and like other people's interests but everyone neglects and teases her about her interests mm. and that seems to be something that's built quite a lot through the series and in this one they they try to give her the benefit of the doubt they start watching it and they say oh how long's left and she says three more hours it's too much so we move on to the main plot of the episode after the cold open it moves the series forward in a way that we weren't quite expecting, or we would have expected to come earlier in the series, perhaps. Yeah, it's a bit of a curveball, and that is Sam's brother <laughs> is coming to Cheers. Sam's brother, Derek. Mm. Now, they don't have the best relationship, do they? No, I mean, we didn't even know about him. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. First time he's mentioned. Derek was kind of seen as the golden child. Yeah. Yeah, and Sam is very much playing second fiddle. Sam, uh, <laughs> Sam's got a bit of an inferiority complex. Yes, he does. Uh, and he's he's not feeling very good in this episode. This spirals out of control, and Sam feels really self-conscious about himself, quite isolated. Everyone's crowding around his brother, making him invisible to us, and we don't see him throughout the episode because he's so popular that he's uh, yeah. constantly surrounded by everyone. I thought that was a strange irony, mm-hmm. that Sam felt that whenever Derek was in the room, Sam felt invisible because everyone was paying attention to Derek, yet... Derek's not seen in the episode. Mm. We only really hear his voice and his singing voice Mm. at that. So I thought that was a strange irony. I suppose we're on the outskirts of it, seeing Mm. the backs of people's heads, Mm. looking towards a figure that is unattainable in Sam's eyes and will in Sam's perspective. It it kind of painted him as some kind of false idol or god in that way, didn't it? That the power of imagination is Mm. usually more than what we can... It's like the monster from Jaws. The, the shark. The, the, the shark from Jaws. <laughs> By not showing it for lots of the film. It was more scary. So yeah, we were, Derek's in the bar. Sam isn't thrilled that Derek's Correct. there. And uh, in order to break the news to Sam that Derek was coming, Coach has to soften the blow of his, uh, <laughs> of his brother coming by telling him like horrendous news beforehand. Yeah. Sam, your apartment burned down. You lost everything. God, really? No, no, no. Your brother's in town. He's on his way over. Makes you feel better, doesn't it? I hate it when you do that, Coach. Oh, come on, Sam. It cushions the blow. Quite a nice way for Coach to 
softens the blow, sir. <laughs> softens the blow. <laughs> the one I like is um, <laughs> where Sam's in the office talking to Diane because he's upset. Who she comes in and goes, Sam, nuclear bomb just hit Boston. What? Derek's, Derek's here. here. <laughs> Derek fixes a lot of problems. He comes in here giving Norm a job. Uh, how dare he? Norm's been looking since... For um, months. For months. Since friends, Romans and accountants, I believe. Yeah. And Derek gets him a, a job like that. Nice. He teaches a coach how to speak Spanish. Ernesto! <laughs> and that, that had a, a reason within the episode. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I feel a lot of the things in this episode were written in case they didn't get renewed for a second season. Because mm. Norm getting a job, coach leaving, because yeah. he was on a phone call to a friend of his who coached the Winter Leagues in yeah. Venezuela. But the catch was coach needed to learn Spanish to a certain mm. level in order to go coaching again. And it wasn't really previously established that Coach wanted to coach again. In fact, in a few episodes, it was said that he kind of got fired from coaching mm. because, well, because of his... Um, approach to coaching. Because of his approach to coaching and because he was become, becoming a bit delirious. Mm. He could no longer coach to a reasonable level. But in this episode, he expressed he wanted to return. Mm. So he needed to learn Spanish. Norm was getting this job and throughout the episode, Diane develops feelings for Derek. Mm. You know, it starts with a sort of interest and then it becomes more because she realises that there's an intellectualism there also. So I feel a lot of that was setting up in case they didn't get renewed, which means that part two after this acts as either to resolve these mm. or to conclude them. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think that's an interesting way to look at it because it does introduce quite a lot of things and leaves them up in the air. Yeah. And like you mentioned, one of the biggest ones is Diane's infatuation with Derek uh, and this is the one which plays on Sam's mind the most because all the way through this series we've been watching uh, Diane and Sam play their game there's been the will they won't they and this very much looks like they won't by the time it, it ends yeah um, she's going off with uh, with Derek yeah so Derek invites Diane to a weekend away and Sam is not going to stop Diane because he doesn't want to admit his feelings. He's scared, isn't he? Anxious. There's a lot of that throughout the whole story and it kind of comes to its head here where they would have been a lot easier if they were just a bit more open. There's a scene in this episode where Diane's telling Sam that she's been asked to go and Sam says, fine, enjoy it, come. And as she's walking away, he just like says very quietly, Please don't go. What? What did you say? I said I have no feelings about this. No, no, after that you said something. They're playing mind games there, aren't yeah. they? And there's, and there's a pause where they're both looking at each other and they're both like, we know, but we're not going to say it. What, what were some of your standout moments in this episode, James? I really like just thematically, as I said, it really touched mm -hmm. upon that irony, Sam feeling invisible, is when they're gathering around the piano and Derek's playing the piano and singing and... It's just after Sam said to Diane that he feels invisible mm. when Derek's in the room. They're all gathering around and he sings well, he plays the piano and well, he's got a beautiful singing voice. But then as Diane turns around to get drinks for drinks orders, she bumps into Sam and she says, Sam, I'm sorry, I didn't see you. But because of the previous conversation, it carries so much more weight and Sam looks downtrodden and yeah. just kind of walks sadly away. And that, for me, that was a very powerful moment. I think it's, uh, it puts context on a lot of what we know about Sam already where we know he had a bad previous marriage. We know he was an alcoholic. We know he's a womanizer as well. Yeah. 
it puts a lot of these things in the context of sort of his inferiority complex with his brother. And there's a lot more behind them. We think back to episodes like Endless Slumper and how intense that was. And then you start thinking about the reasons that could have put him in that position. So yeah, it gives a lot of backstory to Sam. Mm. Yes, it shows that for a lot of Sam's life, he felt like he's been living in his brother's shadow. And mm. he's trying to be not only the best version of himself, but as good as he thinks his brother is. Mm. And that's a lot of pressure. He may not have the knowledge on various subjects that Derek has, you know, international law, for example. And his baseball career, while it may have been quite good when he was a relief pitcher, Mm. as we pointed out, his alcoholism led him astray. Throughout the series, there's been a lot about legacy and being quoted. And he said he was always quoted by newspapers back in his heyday. And he doesn't get that anymore. And he tried doing commercials at one point and all these other things try and get a bit more in the public eye. And now he's losing that centre of attention he had within his bar amongst his friends. It's Yeah, it's Sam's place. It yeah. feels that's the one place where he's seen. It, it was the place where everybody knew his name. And yeah. now he's invisible. <clears throat> and obviously, uh, someone played Derek Malone. He needed a voice. And it was uh, George Ball's voice. He also lent his voice to the new Yogi Bear show. He's, he's more than the average bear, is George Ball. Uh, what he, does that mean, he's more than... It's from the Yogi Bear show. He's more than the average bear. That, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to clarify, we didn't download that. That was James <laughs> doing that voice. <laughs> in fact, you can tell he's more than the average bear because he was in The Further Adventures of Super Ted. Okay. What's Super Ted? I was going to say, you know Super Ted, but not Yogi Bear. So. <laughs> It's a bear who flies around. You know Superman? Yeah. Imagine Superman's a teddy bear. That sounds terrible. <laughs> At the end of the episode, as uh. Diane goes off with Derek, he talks a little bit to Carla first, mm-hmm. and Carla asks him... Sam. Yeah? Who ever thought, even for a minute, about you and me? Sure I have, Carla. A recent minute? She's asking... You know, whether, she's essentially asking whether there was any uh, possibility of a romantic um, relationship mm. between Sam and Carla. Sam's response is, I thought, both charming and brilliant. Carla is always afraid you'd be too much woman for me. You're a wise man, Sam Malone. <laughs> and I thought it was a nice way to tell, to, you know, tell Carla that he wasn't interested, but in quite an affectionate way. Mm-hmm. One thing which I did think about that whole ending scene, you know, from the moment it goes to Sam in the bar tidying up, I think one thing which had played throughout the season was Carla's relationship with Sam. And I think what this showed was that Carla does have feelings for Sam, but because of Carla's own insecurities and Carla's own visions of Sam as this tall, handsome man, mm-hmm. Carla felt he was out of her league. And I think I saw an interview with um, Rhea Perlman where they asked her, was Carla in love with Sam? And she replied, of course she was. And you see in episodes like The Tortelli Tort, where she defends Sam's honour. For me, that added a whole different perspective to that. And not only is Sam and Diane feeling emotions for each other, which they think are unrequited, when that scene happened with Carla, you see how sad she is. She doesn't say it, uh, and when Sam says, you're too much woman for me, she laughs and says, you're a wise man, Sam Malone, and leaves. But there's a genuine sorrow there, and I think that broke her heart a little bit. And again, because this is the penultimate episode, I think they were addressing that more heavily, as I said, for one of those things that if Diane did go off, there was 
that possibility mm. that they were going to the audience Carla and Sam could be a possibility like you say a moment like that highlights something which has sort of been underplayed throughout the whole series yeah I think if they did that as a plot twist no one would go that's Deus Ex Machina they would go this makes sense Debbie is Sam's date yeah. comes in after everyone else has left the bar and he's wants to go on a date because he is preoccupied with thinking about Diane and he wants to be with someone, he wants to feel better. And for Sam, that means spending the night with someone. What do you want to do? I want to do something with just the two of us. I don't want to think about anything or anybody but the two of us all night long. And then he hears a plane go overhead. It's Derek's private jet. And it's Derek and Diane on his private jet. As the freeze frame happens, Sam's face is just... He's both irate, but also longful. Mm. He feels he's wistful, I suppose. As we get the big, bold words, to be continued. It's a good ending. Another interesting thing about this episode, it was um, submitted to the Emmy to win Cheers an Emmy for Outstanding Graphic Design and Title Sequence. Mm. Not because this episode's title sequence were any different. This just happened to be the episode they chose. And it won. Now, the people behind the title sequence are James Castle and Bruce Bryant. They were the graphic designers for the Cheers sequence. Mm. But they also worked together on the title design for Family Ties, Alf, Cagney and Lacey, Moonlighting, Knott's Landing, and Caroline in the City. I haven't seen any of those other ones. (laughs) Where do you hear this one? Uh, Castle, James Castle, was also the title designer for The X-Files. Oh, okay. Uh, and Brian enjoyed him for the main title sequence of the episode Hollywood AD. These two, together with Carol Johnson, made Castle Bryant Johnson a computer artistry group that specializes in title sequences. They seem to be the go-to people yeah. for this. And, you know, it just shows that it's quite an inspirational show, is Cheers, that they've won Emmys for, you know, title sequence, they've won Emmys for writing, mm. where when it first started, it was almost bottom of the list for viewing yeah. figures. Mail's here. It's time for trivia. Oh, but first, John, mm-hmm. we've got a little message sent in. It's from Pete in the UK. It says, Hello, James and John. I'm loving the show and now look forward to a good weekly WNKYN. That's a hashtag WNKYN Cheers podcast. He says, If I may be so bold as to posit some general knowledge Cheers trivia, you ready for this, John? I'll bring it on. Question. What time does the bar close? Oh, P- P- Pete's catching me out here. One. <laughs> I struggled there. It's uh, it's two, John. Ah. One's not a bad guess. He also adds to that by saying, Thanks for all the tasty snacks. I'll wash them down with a salty beer. I raise my permanently foamy-headed glass to you both and bid you adieu. Pete, that was lovely. Cheers, Pete. We'll, we'll toast you with a, a salty pint as well. Salty pints all around. So let's uh, let's see if uh, James, you, me, and Pete, and everyone else listening can get any of these trivia questions and answer them right. Now, we've already said that Coach uses uh, distractions to soften the blow. And we may have already said this one in this episode, but what does Coach say when uh, Sam's brother arrives at Cheers? Nuclear bomb's gone off. Yeah. <laughs> Another Coach question. What is the name of the manager of the Winter Leagues in Venezuela that has a job offer for coach? Oh, I don't know. Senior coach. Senior coach. Yeah. No, John. No, that's not the name. <laughs> uh, it's 
Eddie Fuentes. 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 That's a fun name. What is the last thing heard in the episode? It's a plane. Yeah, yeah, you got it right. Got another coach question for you. What two phrases did coach say he learned in his two-day Spanish class? This, as he said, this was his limited Spanish knowledge and why he needed to learn more Spanish. Um, you don't need to say them in Spanish. Si, senor. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, no. One is, how tall is my dentist? And the other is, is that really your sister? <laughs> Derek has taken Diane on a weekend away. Where are they going? Oh, um, Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, which I did a bit of Googling on. And um, it's quite interesting, actually, because it's known as a place where everybody signs because there is a hereditary problem with deafness. So huh. it's essentially um, a town where nobody can hear. Wow. Which I thought was quite... I'm not sure whether this was intentional or not, but this is an episode where, <laughs> where Sam's feeling like he's being ignored and can't be heard and there's that scene where they're saying things quietly so they can hear each other telling them not to go or I'd rather stay here with you and they can't hear each other because they are feeling like they uh, admit to each other that they've heard yeah. so I thought that tied in a little bit it's interesting though that we never see Derek and it's a town yeah. based on physical gestures yeah yeah mm. that is interesting I've got one about Carla here yeah now, Carla, much like Sam, feels inferior to a sibling of hers. She feels inferior to her sister. Mm. Now, in what ways does Carla think her sister is better than her? I've got a list of uh, of three. Uh, taller. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I can beat them. Yeah, I got them. <laughs> uh, Carla, and I quote, she said... She's five foot two, her husband never has a drink before noon, and she's a beautician. Last call of the, of the bar. Yeah. So what are our takeaways from this one, Jim? Hang on tight. We'll see where this private jet takes us for the next episode. I guess we, all we can say here is stick around, because this episode is to be continued. <laughs>